The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Lord Jesus, today in every life present, in every life journey over the internet, my Father, do that which eyes have not seen. Do that which ears have not heard. Do that which has not even begun to enter into the hearts of men. Teach us your word yourself. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you. So today we um, land the series on the Holy Spirit. Today's part four on this series that we started on the Holy Spirit. And you know, it's so amazing that the Holy Spirit is so involved. And sometimes we just run off without engaging him and if we do not, we cannot get the best that God has to offer. So the, the quality of our lives here on earth as, as believers is directly proportional to our relationship with the Holy Spirit. To how much of him we allow in our lives. To how open we are to him so how open we are to his leading, to his direction, to his guidance. And if you miss any of the um, teaching, please get the message online for free or, or get the CD at the back. In, in, in parts one and two, we, we looked at the essence of God, the Godhead. And the fact that the Holy Spirit is a person, not a force. And we looked at the, that at the names of the Holy Spirit, particularly in, in part two. And we saw that the different names revealed the different part or aspect of, of the Holy Spirit. And, and in part three, last week, we looked at the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we looked at the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm sure you know all the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit by now. Right. The gift of word of wisdom. Word of knowledge. The gift of prophecy, the gift of faith, the gift of healings, that's five. And six, the gifts of working of miracles. Seven, the gifts of discernment of spirit. Eight, the gifts of diversities of tongues and the gift of interpretation of tongues. So, we looked at the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Holy Spirit makes us alive. Shows that He is alive and is alive in us and is working through us. And it's the charismatic bit of our relationship with God. It puts a spring on our feet. It makes us um, beautiful. It empowers us to be all that God has called us to be. 
And today, as we learn this series, we are going to be looking at the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now, we've looked at the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But today, we're going to look at the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And you see, it is important that we engage God at all these fronts and not just um, one we are tilted towards one side. You know, for, for some people, it's all about the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's all about prophecy. It's all about, you know, word of knowledge, miracles, and all that stuff. But the fruit of the Spirit is lacking. The character is almost zero. We look at these people's lives and, and we are like, can they be Christians? Why? Because the fruit is missing. The, the character is not present. And some are tilted towards, oh, the fruit of the Spirit, character. All the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. I'm going to look at patience. I'm going to look at them today. But they, their lives look so pleasant really, but they lack the power thereof. They, they have the form of godliness, but they lack the power thereof. They, they have the, the gifts, the fruit, they have the character of a Christian, but they don't have the charisma of the Christian. They don't have the gifts. But God has not told us to choose one. So we, we actually should have the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the fruit. James was speaking, writing to, to, to um, his disciples in James 3. And he was explaining a huge concept. He says, sometimes it, the tongue, praises the Lord and Father. And sometimes it causes those who have been made in the image of God. Says, and so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. So we have the same person that has just praised God in church, gets home, abuses her husband, or abuses his wife, or the same person that just prophesied, gets to the business. And he's prophesying with his hands on people's faces, slapping them. And James is saying, surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out both fresh water and bitter water at the same time? Does a fig tree produce olives? Can you go and pluck mango from a banana tree? Let's bring it home. Can you go and pluck papa from a guava tree? Or does a grapevine produce figs? Says no. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty 
speak. So he's saying that trying to be one thing, exhibiting the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and not manifesting the fruit of the Holy Spirit, it's misnomer. You can't, the same hand that is saying, I bless you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh, my soul, rejoice. You get to the office and you are stealing money. Something is wrong with that. And he's saying, and this is, you see, if you get, every part of the series is so important. You know, I was going to say that if you get this part, but if you, you need to get all the parts. It is so important that with one mouth, you are blessing God. With another mouth, you are abusing your neighbor. Or you are cursing your children. Or you are cursing someone else. It ought not to be. So, charisma the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and character, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, should be in consonance. I was saying consonance. We shouldn't be like the Corinthian church. You know, in 1 Corinthians 3, the Corinthian church, if you, if you study these churches, the Corinthian, Ephesians, Philippians, all those churches, the most spiritual church is the Corinthian church. The, the, the most giving church is the Philippian church. The most spiritual church is the Ephesian church. The most gifted church is the Corinthian church. They just manifest the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Paul was saying to them, their brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritual people. Even though these people were prophesying, they were speaking in tongues, they were interpreting tongues, they were working miracles. Paul is saying, I couldn't talk to you as spiritual people. Why? I had to talk to you as though you belonged to the world. Or as though you were infants in Christ. He says, I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger, and you still aren't for you are still controlled by your sinful nature, by the carnal nature. Since you are jealous of one another, there's jealousy. You know, it's not, it shouldn't flow from the same stream. And quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove that you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world? So, Paul says, aren't you living like people of the world? There was confusion. There was chaos in the Corinthian church because it was a very charismatic church. But character was almost zero. So, what are we saying? Charisma without character leads to chaos. When you have the gifts of the Holy Spirit, charisma, without the fruit of the Holy Spirit, character, you have a chaotic situation. So, we are going to um, spend time to explain and God is going to teach us and, and empower us as we look at the fruit 
of the Spirit. Galatians 5 from verse 22. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. I must say the Holy Spirit. I must say fruit. In our lives. <laughs> Love. Peace. Patience. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. And self-control. It says against such there is no law. There is no law against these things. When your life is flowing with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, you are above the law. And listed here, you see that there are nine fruit, nine attributes of the fruit of the Spirit. But some literature puts it at 12. There's some translation that actually expands it to 12. So sometimes I say nine gifts and 12 of the fruits. But we are looking at nine nine today. And you will notice that it's the Holy Spirit that produces this fruit. Other translation says, and the fruit of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, are fruit, singular, different from fruits, plural. When we talked about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it was gifts, plural. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, word of uh, prophecy and all that and all that. But when we talk about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, it's fruit singular. It's a huge... There are people who have been Christians for 20 years, they don't understand these things. I'm telling you. Unbelievable. It's even scary. Fruit singular. The fruit of the Holy Spirit. Underline, I bold it. Fruit of the Holy Spirit. So, for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you can say you have certain gifts of the Holy Spirit. You can say you, you are more, I mean, depending on the office that God has called you into, you may, be, you may have more revelational gifts or more inspirational gifts or more power gifts. But when it comes to the fruit of the Holy Spirit, you get one, you get all. You have access to one, you have access to all. And that is why it's so important that we understand that when we talk about the fruit, it is fruit singular. Everybody say fruit. So, the root word here in the Greek is kapos. And it means fruit, one fruit, not many fruits. In all the translation, it's fruit. In the literal translation, it's fruit. In the interpreted translations, it's fruit. Fruit, singular. So, the wrong question is, which, which fruit am I seeing growing in my life? That's the wrong question. You can ask, which gifts am I seeing in my life? That's the right question. But you can't ask, which fruit I have patience and 
this but I don't have joy. I, no, 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 no. I need to work on my long suffering because I only have joy, but I lose my fuse easily. No, 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 no. You see, the, if, you, if you look at it this way, the fruit is singular. So, there are two ways to look at it. Either way is correct. This is fruit, singular. Praise the Lord. What fruit is this? The orange. It can be tangerine. It can't, but it could be grape. Nope. Arjun is not a grape. <laughs> but it's orange. Okay. Women are amazing. <laughs> I was confused for a bit. Because it's big. Now, the point is this. In this fruit, I'm going to cut it open. See, I can cut orange. Now, if you look closely at this, you will find out that there are different segments and compartments. One fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, perseverance. One fruit. Once you have the fruit, So many people are struggling where they should not be struggling. You are, people are struggling because of ignorance. You are, they're struggling where you should be flowing. You are struggling. Once you have the fruit, you have the fruit. You have the nine. Complete. Another way to look at it is fruit. This is fruit. Grapefruit, right? I got that one. <laughs> this is grapefruit. Now listen. This bunch is fruit. If you find yourself in a situation or people engage you, it's the same fruit. It's the same fruit when they pluck at you. They experience patience. Desperate <laughs> patience. Same fruit. Some situations may arise with the same fruit of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so, some situation may arise where they, what is required is love. When they Engage you and encounter you. The experience. <laughs> Baby, I need this thing at home. The experience love. Same fruit. 
some cases, it's peace. Some cases, it's joy that manifests the same fruit of the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. Same fruit. Now, in, in, in that scripture in, in, in Ephesians 5, 22, it says, this, the fruit of the Holy Spirit are this. And the first one he mentioned is love. Number one, love. I'm going to run through them. And this is unconditional love. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. The love there is agape, obviously, you know. Unconditional. It's the only spirit that can make you love somebody unconditionally. It's only the Holy Spirit. And God wants to put that love in you. But you see, sometimes we can't really relate. So to help us, God broke down what love is, how love is expressed in 1 Corinthians 13. I'm going to run through the, the whole chapter. It's so important. I think if you, you need to read this chapter periodically and consistently. It says, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but I don't have love, I didn't love others. I would only be a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. In other words, if I have the gifts and I don't, I'm just a noisemaker creating chaos. I mean, it's so, it's so powerful. So, love is more powerful than prophecy. Many times, people want the supernatural. God is saying, listen, this is the cocoa of the matter. This is the bottom line. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans, and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. Nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor, I'm charitable, and even sacrifice my body, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous. Love is not jealous. It's not boastful or proud. Love is not rude. Love does not demand its own way. You know, some people you do life with them is their way or the highway. That's not love. Love does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. 
That is love. <laughs> Every time I get to this point, I mean, it's unfortunate that sometimes <clears throat> people that are in adult bodies, actually, very, actually children that have just grown physically and have not grown any other way. That was why on the 15th of May, at 12 midnight, you said this about my mother. Remember what you said about my brother two years ago? You think I've forgotten? What you said? <laughs> God is saying, love doesn't keep record of wrong. I mean, I, 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 I'm totally grateful to God. Many times, things people have done to me, that's my wife. I get home. And she's looking at me and says, you are not angry? I said, no. She says, what I did to you this morning? I said, I don't remember. Tell me, what is it? She said, I'm not telling you. Now, I'm grateful to God for that. I mean, I just don't remember. People come to me and say, well, Pastor, this happened. You did. I said, my brother, I don't remember. You mean you're not upset with me? How can I be upset with you? When I don't even remember what you have done wrong. I don't even remember. Sometimes it's me that I've, I've hurt them. And I'm like, I don't even remember I've done that. <laughs> Forgive me. He doesn't keep record of wrong. He does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever Super Eagles wins. <laughs> That's a joke. That's not in the Bible. <laughs> Verse 7, love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Love is always hopeful. And endures through every circumstance. So you need to ask yourself, do I really love my spouse? Or does this person really love me? It's a hard question. Prophecy and speaking in unknown tongues and special knowledge. We all become useless. We all become useless. But love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial. Even this so-called knowledge is partial. Even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. No matter how accurate you are, prophetically, you are seeing part picture. That's what the Bible says. It says, but when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and taught and reasoned as a child. But when I became a man, when I grew up, I put away childish things. And, you know, I've explained this a couple of times. It, it's important, like I said, we have adults that are married but are childish. One of the most painful things is to be married to a childish person. Petty. Selfish. Me, 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 me. It's horrible. Childish things don't leave us easily. You have to leave it. You know, that's why it says, did he say when I grew up, 
childish things left me. You will never see it. Check any translation. When I grew up, I put away childish things. I put away childish things. I put away childish things. So childish things will try to tag along, but I will have to say no. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in the mirror, but when we will see everything, with, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial. I mean, this was Paul writing. Paul <laughs> was full of depth. And he says, all that he knows is partial and incomplete. But when I will know, but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever. Faith will last forever. Prophecy will not. Tongues will not. Miracles will not. But faith will last forever. Hope will last forever. And the third is love will last forever. And the greatest of these three is love. Unbelievable. In fact, if you get this love thing going, you, you get pretty much the other parts going. Because they come together anyway. Love it starts with love is patience. <laughs> I mean, patience is the fruit of the spirit. Love is kind. Kindness is the fruit of the spirit. So when you get love going, and if you're a child of God, you have the deposit of the spirit, it means you have the fruit. Remember, you have the, you have the fruit and the fruit is complete in you. Love. The second on the list is joy. Joy. Now, this is not just happiness. Happiness is an expression of joy. But joy is deeper and runs deeper than happiness. Happiness is based on happenings. It's based on happenings. But with joy, there's so much more. There's so much more. And joy is the fruit of the Spirit. It's birthed in us through the Holy Spirit. And it's so important. It, it keeps us going. It strengthens us. Nehemiah 8.10 Nehemiah 8.10 says and Nehemiah continued go and celebrate with the feast rich food blah 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 blah, blah. special this is a special day go on before the Lord don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength it strengthens you so, one of the things the Holy Spirit infuses in us through his gift, um, sorry, through his fruit, is joy. Is joy. And like we said, happiness is an expression of joy. When you're happy, but joy runs deeper than that. Joy is like a river. Joy is like 
It's not dependent on, on, on happening. Actually, things can be tough and you're still joyful. Things can be tough and you're still joyful. And that is what the Holy Spirit releases in us. I was reading the work of um, some theologian and, and he said something that is profound. His name is Aquinas. He says that God is happiness by his essence. For he is happy not by acquisition or participation of something else, but by his essence. Says one, on the other hand, men are happy by acquisition or participation. And if you look at it, that's so true. You see, we are happy by either acquisition or participation. Oh, I went to this um, to meet my brother, my mom. I've not seen her after a long time. I'm so happy. Participation. Oh, there's this um, gathering that I went to. There's this event, you know, participation. We are happy. Oh, Super Eagles 1, 2, 0. I can't get over that, you know, easily. You know, participation. Oh, it could be by acquisition. Oh, I bought a new car. You're happy. Two weeks from there, that happiness fades. That car, in fact, one crazy or kind of guy can just give you one. Baptism. And you're like, what's this? And the same car, <laughs> you're not happy. But with God, it's in his essence. In his core. In his being. Not because he's participating in something or he's acquiring something. But it is who he is. So, what am I saying? Joy is when we are happy in our core. When we are happy in our core. Not just by acquisition or participation. Joy, the joy that the Holy Spirit releases is from within. From within. It is not by acquisition. Or participation. It's not, you know, some people are just happiness junkie. I just want to, I just want to be happy. I just want to do something to make myself happy. I just want to be happy. So they are on a wild goose chase of happiness. So they need to acquire something or participate in something. It's like that's their fix. Oh, I'm happy. Then few hours. The happiness has gone. Then they are looking for something else to make them happy. Every time you look outward for your joy and happiness, you are asking for trouble. Why? Because God wants you to flow in joy and happiness. Praise the name of the Lord. So, not depending on your acquisition of anything or your participation in anything, you are, in fact, your name is happy. When you show up in a place, the place becomes happy. When you meet your friends, because you are there, the joy, like a river, flows and everybody's happy. When you have gone, they say, ah, how come this place is so dry now because happy has gone. Praise the name of the Lord. 
That's how God wants it. And it's, it's, we have, remember, you have the, you have the fruit. <laughs> so, the next fruit of the Holy Spirit is peace. It's peace. I think I should be eating one pap fruit. This is for peace. <laughs> peace. My mom always tells us, don't, don't talk while you're eating. But I have to do it. Peace like a river is what God gives. Peace that Bible says surpasses all understanding. It just doesn't make sense. You should not be peaceful, but you are peaceful. You have a deadline. You should not be able to sleep, but you are able to sleep. You go through a, a difficult time. You should not be able to relax, but you are able to relax. Why? Because the fruit of the Spirit is in you. Peace. Everywhere, here, in every life that there's confusion and turmoil and, and, and storms, we speak the peace of God upon that situation, upon your life, in the mighty name of Jesus. God wants you to be peaceful. I mean, years ago, I've shared this story before many times. Rent was due maybe a week or something. We didn't have the money. There was pressure on, because we don't pay your rent, Lagos, you are coming here. I get to sleep on the street. So, but, so I said to my wife, let's pray. We prayed. We prayed about it. For me, I mean, that's what the Bible says. Once we pray, I mean, it's up to God. It's out of my hands. So I went to sleep. So one day, about 3 p.m., my wife wakes me up. Wake up. I say, woman, your husband is sleeping. Wake up. So I woke up, <laughs> what is the problem? Sit down. <laughs> Kilo day. So I sat down. See, this rent, and you are sleeping. How are you even able to sleep? I closed my eyes now, and I sleep. <laughs> I probably didn't say that, but. So I was explaining to my wife, okay, okay, you've woken me up now. We are both not sleeping. As the rent we paid. Worrying cannot pay your rent. <laughs> Take it to God and allow his peace to rule your heart. Philippians 4, I mean it's so powerful. Philippians 4, verse 4, it says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about a few things. Don't worry about big things, small things, anything. Instead, 
Pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. It is so important. That's number three. Right? Okay, so we need to switch to jet speed mode. Number four, patience. Patience. Long-suffering patience. Patience is so important. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Habakkuk 2.3. Habakkuk 2.3. Hebrews 6.12. Hebrews 6.12. The next of the fruit is kindness. Kindness. God wants us to be kind. I mean, not just wants us to be kind. He, the fruit of kindness is in us and he expects that that kindness flows to other people. We have to be kind-hearted. You know, it's, it's sometimes one of the most difficult people to live with are Christians. They're, they're just mean. Some Christians are just totally mean. But that's not the spirit of God. That's not the spirit of God. If you don't know if you are mean or not, ask the people you do life with, am I a kind person? On a scale of 1 to 10, how kind do you think I am? If they give you zero, you know that there is work to be done. Don't be angry. Just know that there is what? There's work to be done. You need to allow God. You need to allow God to breathe upon you. Ephesians 4, 32. You need to allow God to breathe upon you. Kindness. So important. It's a fruit. It's a part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The next one is goodness. 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 When people experience you, they should experience goodness. I mean, Romans 12, 21. The NIV, Romans 12, 21. says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil, How? By being more evil, by, by fighting with good. So God wants us. In fact, that goodness is, is also the same root word for generosity. God wants us to be generous. And the people that experiences our goodness are the people that comes in contact with our lives. And that is where the fruit of the Spirit comes in. When people experience you, do they experience love, joy, peace, patience, goodness? Beginning from today, they will. Number seven, faithfulness. 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 First Samuel 26. 
from the NRSV, this is David speaking to Saul. says, oh, it's so important, listen. The Lord rewards everyone for his righteousness and his faithfulness. For the Lord gave you into my hands today, but I will not rise, raise my hand against the Lord's hand. I mean, David, this was Saul that was out to kill David. He was chasing him. He declared him wanted. David had the opportunity to take Saul out. But David remained faithful and said, mm -mm. I will not do it. <laughs> ah, many Nigerian Christians will strike. I kid you not. They will strike. And they will say, it is the Lord's doing. No, it is not. It is the test that you failed. A test in faithfulness. A test in loyalty. That, that's what it is. The test in loyalty. Second Chronicles 16, 9, the A part. It says, the, the Lord keeps close watch over the whole world to give strength to those whose hearts are loyal to him. Loyal to him. Number eight. Number one is what? Quickly. Love. Number two. Joy. Number three. Peace. Number four. Number five. Number six. Number seven. Number eight. You have it in your Bible. Gentleness. <laughs> Gentleness. Again, when people experience you, do they experience gentleness? Do they experience aggression and harassment? Do they want, do they experience someone that wants to subjugate them? Or someone that wants to serve them? And the same word translated gentleness, the same word for meekness. Meekness is like power under control. You have the right to do something, but you choose not to do it. For the greater good. That's gentleness. That is, that's meekness. When we come to your office and we say we are looking for that gentle person called a maker. Say, hey, a maker gentle. Umba, <laughs> umba, that guy is anything but. I'm not saying that you have to be timid or you have to be laid back or you have to deny your personality. You can be who you are and still be gentle. God wants you and I to be gentle. If we get to your village and we say, we are looking for that lady, that gentle lady, we are sure she's a gentle lady. What will your brother say? Your own brother, your very brother, or your sister, what would they say? That one, <laughs> far from me, gentle. James, the book of James, chapter 3, verse 17, it says, But the wisdom that is from above is first of all pure, it is also peace, loving, gentle a few times. 
gentle at all times, willing to yield to others. Some people, they just hate yielding. But this fruit that you have wants you to yield to others. It's full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism. It's always what? Always sincere. So number nine is self-control. 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 Bringing yourself under control. Proverbs 29, 11. Proverbs 29, 11 says, A fool does what? A fool gives full vent to anger. But a wise person, the wise quietly does what? Holds it back. When you have someone that says, I have to say my mind, a fool. I need to let you know, a fool. I, you see, I, I was just angry. I, I, just, I just did that because I was, I was angry. I'm not like that usually. But when I'm, when I'm angry, you know, I can break things. A fool. You know, unfortunately, we are not absorbed. We are in this together. Self-control is part of the fruit of the spirit, which means the capacity to control your emotions. I feel like slapping you, but I control myself, I will not. The challenge with a lot of domestic abuse cases, self-control. Listen, both verbal abuse, physical abuse, self-control, lack of self-control. Lack of self-control. There's no way you'll be married to any human being on earth as long as you're a human being. If you're married to a spirit, it's different though. But if you're married to a human being, there's no way that at some point you would feel, ah, let me slap this man. Once, just one slap. I reset him. <laughs> oh, let me slap this one. Okay, you have been married here. Maybe it's not slap. You have never felt. Let me even abuse this person. Let me speak my mind and lash out on this person. You've never felt. Let me see your hands up. Can you please look around? The person that raises his hands, going for deliverance, straight. <laughs> There's no way out of it. <laughs> you see, because, <laughs> because you are human. And it doesn't make you a bad person. But what have you done with it? Have you allowed, through the power of the Holy Spirit, control yourself? And you can ask God for help. You can ask God for what? You can ask God for help. I mean, years ago, again, I've told you a lot of stories of my life today. But let me just tell you this one. Uh, years ago, you know, I got to this place, you know, 
All the, all the men know where this place is. Uh, Pastor Sote, you know where this place is? <laughs> Has Naomi taken you to this place before? <laughs> I got to this place. <laughs> I said to myself that if God does not intervene, this girl is going to chop beating today. I kid you not. So I went, well, all I do is that, which is where your relationship with the Holy Spirit is so important. I went into the room and I was talking to the Holy Spirit. I said, if you don't intervene now, I'm going to slap her. I'm going to, I, was, I, was, I mean, just help me. I'm, I'm telling you now, if help does not come, I can't guarantee what will happen. Apparently, I didn't know that my wife was hearing me. So I got out. I expected her to be aggressive. She wasn't. She was very calm. <laughs> I was like, so I couldn't even react. You know, which is another thing. It takes some form of craziness on one end to trigger craziness on the other end. So she was very calm. I I was burning. I wanted her to talk so I can just. Very calm. She didn't say anything. We're going to see my, my mother in law that day. Got into the car, says the bagada. We're driving. My wife sat like this to the door of the. <laughs> I was looking at her. I was, was all this drama. I beg. We got to my friend's in lost place. As soon as I packed, she opened the door. She ran out. She told her mother, I'm not going back with this guy. He wants to beat me. <laughs> and the mother is like, the mother is like, ah, what are you saying? She says, I heard him pray. I was So thank you for my mother. My mother said, a man that can pray first. <laughs> Come on, follow your husband <laughs> and go back. <laughs> so, self-control. <laughs> you know, by the grace of God, just for the record, to the glory of God, 17 years, 16 years of marriage, I've never even hit my wife or pushed her or once, not once. Not once. That's never happened. Now, listen, not because I'm strong. I've just told you my story of struggle. But because I yield to the Holy Spirit. I yield. Help me. Help me. Remember, the fruit you have is complete. Everybody say complete. It's singular. But sometimes, unfortunately, we see some people, maybe even of another faith, that don't have God, don't know God, but they are better behaved than some Christians. Unfortunately, so, so, so we think that, ah, but this person is not even a Christian. It's even more quiet, it's, it's, it's more loving than these so-called Christians. And we are confused. You see, people have different temperaments and dispositions. And we should not confuse temperaments for the presence of the Holy Spirit. Temperaments are not proof of the presence of the Holy Spirit. So the thing about this fruit is that it, if it is growing, you can see it. If you see an orange fruit 
when it begins to grow and, and fruit, you can see the fruit. It may not be ripe, but you can see it. Praise the name of the Lord. It may not be ready, but you can see it. And that's one thing about the fruit of the Spirit. Once you have the Holy Spirit, listen, the fruit may not be mature, but we can see that this fruit is there. And that's the difference. That's the difference with us. So, what am I saying? You do not get one part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit growing without all the other parts growing as well. It does not happen. It's a single fruit. All encompassing. Everything together. So, everybody say, I have love. I have joy. I have peace. I have patience. I have goodness. I have kindness. I have faithfulness. I have self-control. I have it. I'm not looking for it. I have it. Not in me, but in God. So, so we draw these virtues from him. We can love because he is love. So we draw love from him. We have joy because it's joy in his essence. So we draw from him. We have peace because he is the prince of peace. We draw from him. We have patience because he is patient. We have kindness because he's kind in his nature. We draw from him. We have goodness because he's good. His mercies endure forever. We draw for him. We have faithfulness because he is faithful. Hallelujah. Even when we are not faithful, God remains faithful. We are gentle not because we are gentle. You know, one of my, my brothers said to my wife when she got married that this family you married is different from the old family. Be thanking your God that you didn't marry the old family. The old family was far from gentle. But the Holy Ghost is now gentle. Not because he's gentle, but because we draw from him. We have self-control. Because as powerful as he is, yet his power is under control. Under control. Do you know the amount of people that have raised their hand to curse God? Many of us, if we were God, we would have slapped them. Well, my grandmother would say, Along Kusuru. God is full. Is, we hail him for his patience. He's controlled. We have self-control. And you know, when we read Acts 17, when we read Acts 17, it says, For in him... We live and move and exist and have our being. In him, we live and move and have our being and exist. And as some of you, of your own poets, have said, we are his offsprings. So if he is love in his essence, we are love. 
If it is joy, we are joy. If it is kind, we are kind. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. If you want to say this morning, Pastor, I want to be his offspring. I want to be his offspring. I want to have his life in me. I want his life to be birthed in me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Or I used to be with Jesus at backslid. Can I come back to Jesus? I want to pray with you wherever you are seated. Quickly, you don't need to come forward. That is me, wherever you are seated. I want to pray with you. Put up your hand now over your head. Quickly. Put up your hand. Put up your hand well. Put it up. Shoot it up. No need to be bashful. God bless you. Put up your hand. Put up your hand well. Over your head. God bless you. God bless you, man. Put it up well over your head. God bless you. That is me. God bless you, man. That is me. Keep the hands up. That is me. Once you have the card, you can put it down and call to God. I'm going to pray with you now. I need, God bless you. Keep the hands up. Once you have the card, you can put it down. The rest of us, let's talk to God and let's just say thank you for the fruit. Thank you for the fruit of the Spirit. Thank you that I have love. I have joy. If there are things that you think needs to be developed more, why don't you speak to them and call them forth? Patience is mine. I am patient. I am not an impatient person. Father, we pray for everyone surrendering to you here and online. We ask that you have mercy upon us or have mercy upon them. Cleanse them. My Father, save them. Fill them with your life and your fruit. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord Jesus.